0: This is The Lowdown with Brave Mama, a community to see you, hear you, and support you on your journey living with pelvic organ prolapse. Hi there. It is your host, Steph Thompson here. I just want to bring awareness to this month in particular. It is April, and it is International Caesarean Month. Now, lots of people, for lots of different reasons, have their own agenda when it comes to this Awareness Month. What we want to do at Brave Mama is really recognize that our mummers, cesarean section, vaginal birth, adoption, however you come to be a mum, prolapse does not discriminate. You can still have a pelvic organ prolapse with a cesarean section birth. We know that there are so many other risk factors that lead to women having pelvic organ prolapse. What we would love to do for the rest of this month is actually focus our conversations around cesarean section birth how to recover, the types of things that you can be doing and using to support you with the cesarean section recovery and potentially a prolapse at the same time. This week on the show, I invited Sinead to come on and share her experience in childbirth that then led to the creation of the SRC support garments. These are for women who have prolapse incontinence, and support pre- and post-birth. And just before we get into today's episode, I do want to let you know that today's podcast partner is the Empowered Motherhood program app. We have mentioned it a couple of times on the show, and while it is an absolute game changer for women who are prenatal and postnatal, they also have a specific dedicated section for women who have had caesarean section births and all of the essentials needed for a good recovery. So go and check out the app. There is a link in the show notes with the promotional code, so you can also receive 10% off for the lifetime of your membership. Let's get into today's conversation with Sinead. Thank you so much for joining us, Sinead. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation that we started at the beginning of this week, and I'm so glad you've come back because I want to dig deeper on that. Now, you shared with me very bravely of your story as a mum of three and what you had to endure simply to become a mum during that pregnancy, and I want to cover that today. So let's start with the pelvic girdle pain that you experienced in your second pregnancy. How did that present itself for you? And then- what was the journey like for you during that pregnancy?
1: Okay. Well, I actually developed pelvic girdle pain and low back pain in my first pregnancy as um, well. My eldest is 25 now. And oh, honest to God, i would never experienced anything like it. But I developed that pain until probably I was between 25 and 28 weeks pregnant. Okay. And then there was a big gap between our first and second. And you know how you forget. I, yeah. I had forgotten yeah. about pelvic girdle pain. Well, let me tell you, that came back pretty quickly second time round. Oh. Um, earlier in the pregnancy, you mean? Much, much oh. earlier in the pregnancy. So, okay. earlier than twenty weeks, and mm. you know, you basically got another twenty weeks to go. And you think, how am I going to get through this? Right. The, the pain, I the pain is just it's hard to describe it's just it's just something that is there it's gnawing away at you all the time and it's pain is is wearing mentally not mm-hmm. and as as it is physically and i got to the point where you know i was on i was on medication like analgesics yeah. i by my gp uh, because the pain was so bad towards the end of pregnancy i i could hardly walk Wow. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. You felt like your pelvis was going to... I used feel like my pelvis was going to explode all the time. And that's probably right. a poor description, but that's how I felt. And then yeah. subsequent, uh, the, my third pregnancy, it wasn't really planned, if I'm being completely honest. Sure. And I was pregnant again five months after the birth of my second child. Okay. And I... It wasn't, like I said to you the other day, that I didn't want to have another child. It was just, how am I going to cope with this? How, how's my body going to cope with it? I've got a toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was five. Well, she wasn't even a toddler. A she baby. was a baby. She was five months old. Yeah. And, of course, by the time Neve came along, you know, she was 14 months or so. Yeah. And she was one of those babies that was, you know, some babies are really light. and yes. Some of them are just really heavy. Dense, <laughs> like a prick. Yeah. and it's like a real struggle to bring to pick them up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it was very difficult when, because she wanted to be picked up all the time. Of course, uh, she did. When the be- when the third one a- arrived as well, and just that was that was excruciating. I actually had to stop picking her up because I herniated my wound, my C-section wound, and. I still have issues with that today. Every time I went to pick her up, I would bleed profusely, oh, so I had to stop doing that, um, yeah. which was
0: which wasn't great for her, not great for me either, you know? Of course, the connection with your toddler at that time would have been really difficult. If you don't mind, I've got A couple of questions and I was thinking as we went along. When it was your first pregnancy, obviously as a first-time mum, we don't know what we know for the time we get to our third. So when you went to your GP in the later stages of pregnancy, did they let you know that it was pelvic girdle pain then? And then, how could you potentially help help that? Like, I'm not going to say treat it, but I don't think you can treat it, really. They didn't.
1: They didn't know. And mm. to, if I'm being really honest, I hadn't a clue. You don't know. And I think there's a lot more education and information around today. And mm. there are specialists, women's health physiotherapists. You know that. I think women today are better educated with respect uh, to accessing information education and also social media like there wasn't any social media uh, around and mothers-to-be and new mothers they're on social media all the time Mm -hmm. and what I had was I had a mother's group yes um if I put my hand up I went to mother's group I think twice okay I I did it was all about the I felt overwhelmed because my first child was a very, it was very difficult. He never ate and he never slept. So I didn't sleep either day and night. He was a cat napper Mm -hmm. and he would drink 20 mils, 30 mils, and then he would fall asleep. I would do all sorts of stuff to wake him up to try and fill him up so he would sleep. Mm -hmm. This We went to sleep school. Uh, That didn't work. I tried everything. He absolutely sent me around the
0: twist. Um, and that that's on top of, uh, you know, like a third trimester living in constant pain. Tell me, is there any relief from this pain or is it 24-7? I personally have not experienced it. So I want you to help educate me as well as all of our listeners. When you experience this in pregnancy, does it does it go away at all? It doesn't go away during the pregnancy at all.
1: It will. Okay. It does go away, generally speaking, once you give birth. But yet, yeah, the pain—the pain is constant. I had it day and night. I, sleeping was difficult. Mm. It was just there, as I say, gnawing away at you all the time, all day, all day, all night. And I have to be honest and say, I really hated being pregnant. And sure. With what I went through. That's, that's what led me to uh, develop these products. Because as we said a few days ago, you know,
0: pregnancy is something that you should be able to enjoy. Well, that's what we're told we should be doing. That's all the imagery that we see mums rubbing their belly and feeling glowing. They use the yeah. word gl- glowing <laughs> and they say that women should be feeling all those love hormones and the nesting. That's what's, that's what we've been told in society. I think the reality is for so many women now is that that's not the norm. No. it's, <laughs> you, it's You're not. lucky if you've got that.
1: I mean, there are a number of, of women, of course, a large number of women that sail through and don't have, they might have a little bit of low back pain, but they don't, you know, they've been fortunate enough to escape uh, the rigours of, of pelvic girdle pain because, of course, you know, pelvic girdle pain. It's your sacroiliac joints at the back where your sacrum joins your pelvis. And in certain circumstances, your symphysis pubis at the front where it comes together with that big ligament that can move. And some women feel, I didn't feel this, mine was sacroiliac related, but some women feel that their pelvis is coming apart and that their symphysis pubis is grinding when they walk. Can you imagine?
0: Yeah. That's that explosion feeling. I actually think that was a good analogy because as you said that I could feel, you know, that pressure cooker just before Mm -hmm. something explodes, it's at its absolute peak and maximum before it explodes. I love that you've already gone there. That was going to be my next thing. Every story and every mum who has a a story, I love it when there's a plot twist and your plot twist is (laughs) that when you decided after your first, second and third pregnancy of living. In constant pelvic girdle pain, that no, no, this is actually not good enough anymore. And even if you were not going to choose to have another child yourself, you had the vision that women should not have to go through what I did alone. And I love that about you. Now, I know we're going to talk a little bit about the products in a minute, but do you remember the moment when you decided, okay, I'm going to do something about this? Tell me about that, that moment.
1: I remember it vividly. And it was after I gave birth to Pierce uh, by cesarean section, he was a breech baby and he was quite, I'm not a big person. okay. So he was very big for me, even though he was normal weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not that tall, but also my torso was, is small. Okay. So I was enormous. I looked enormous, even though he was, you know, a normal weight baby. Right. He was big for me. So and he was breached. So I had to deliver uh, via cesarean section, which was fine. I, I, that didn't worry me in the slightest. Okay. But I, I remember a friend, a nursing friend who I'd worked with, you know, in intensive care and cardiothoracics. And she said to me, oh, Sinead, wear something that's supportive for your wound because it really help." Oh, for the caesarean scar? Yeah. Okay. And so I did. It was a, it was a sports short. Oh. But it was made of of kind of almost like in between our fabric and a neoprene, like a wetsuit fabric. It wasn't tight, it wasn't restrictive. Um, but it was it was quite hot and he was born in November and it was oh. it was It was very, very hot at that time of year here. It was unusual for it to be that hot. But it it allowed me to get in and out of bed really quite easily. And the the midwives were quite surprised at my level of mobility after a C-section. Okay, But the thing it didn't address was separation of my abdominal muscles and any back pain. And I thought, okay, I know enough about because my sister is a fashion designer and that's handy yeah Hmm. and I had the medical background
0: okay because do you know why you mentioned some big technical words back there so I thought you'd either learnt them on your SIC journey in developing these shorts or you had a medical background so there you go (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. So I've been involved in different sort of areas. I did nursing initially, then specialised in intensive care and cardiothoracics, and then I went back to college and did an honours degree in podiatry, and my oh, honours wow. thesis was in the biomechanical part, the biomechanical area. So I was able to apply, obviously, all the sciences from the Bachelor of Science that, that you, you do when you become a podiatrist, and then, of course, I went on and did the the honours Thesis in in biomechanics, wow. so I had quite a strong a strong mm. knowledge and also all the experiences that I'd been through, in yes. around the world, nursing and in intensive care, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I was able to draw, I guess, on on all of that knowledge. So I knew exactly what I wanted to create, and I knew that I knew what the common conditions were, obviously, because during pregnancy and, and postpartum. So I wanted to apply specific paneling to the garment so that it addressed specific issues during pregnancy like pelvic girdle pain and the joys of if of vulva varices
0: i mean they're just
1: they are just something something else and it's a bit of a taboo subject women don't talk a lot about vulva varices because it's a it's a bit like oh
0: it's something not so nice is happening down there Let's do that now. Do you mind? Yeah. Because no. I know this is a little bit off topic, but I think even it's something that I now am a little bit aware of but haven't experienced it. What is it like?
1: I didn't develop them with Pierce, my eldest, but I developed them with Rochin, the second and Neve our third. I went to the bathroom one day and I thought, what the hell is going on down there? And the vein was so big, it was like I'd suddenly grown a testicle right now that's so you a could bit of an, uh, that is an exaggeration but the the vein becomes engorged mm. so it's a bit like if you imagine a big varicose vein on your leg yep. it's like that but of the vulva so wow. it's very uncomfortable And sometimes I'd be in a supermarket and this thing would just start to play up because either the baby was moving, they put extra pressure on an area of your pelvis. So you'd get increased engorgement in that area. And of course, your go to is you want to you want to grab onto yourself to alleviate the pain and the pressure. Well, that's not ideal in the middle of the supermarket.
0: (laughs) do you imagine and obviously the friction the simple because i don't even know with prolapse when it does feel really engorged in that friction of simply walking like back mm-hmm. to your car for s- savior it's intense oh it's, it's absolutely intense it's it's
1: like this sudden intense pain and because mm-hmm. you're in a public place you feel like you can't hold on to yourself
0: well you and can't let's you face can't, it really
1: no. so you get yourself out of the supermarket you leave your trolley full of food and and off you go and you know you're very apologetic but there's nothing you can do the other the other time that it's really difficult is when you're going from lying to standing in the night when you want to go to the bathroom and you suddenly you get out of bed you get up and suddenly you have this rush of blood to that vein and it's it's even though it's a vein, it feels like it's
0: pulsating. Throbbing. Uh, yeah. As soon as you said that, I, th- I could just imagine <laughs> the rush of blood and then that throbbing sensation because, too, women with avulsions quite feel that nerve pain after a certain time in the day and they have that throbbing. It's like the whole rear end is like this, pff, pff, like, oh, a heart, yeah. like a heartbeat. You can almost feel it in your eyes, and if you've got that really good mind-body connection, it's just... Intense. I know I've used that it's, word, but it's full on. It's hugely, it's hugely intense.
1: I by the evening, I used to get to the point that I had, I was so demented. I used to go to try and alleviate some pressure on my pelvis. I used to, because sitting was difficult, standing was difficult, lying was difficult. I still remember myself doing it on all fours in the lounge room, and I used to rock. I'd oh. be on my knees and on my hands yes. and I used to rock to try and sort of soothe my mm. pelvis.
0: As much as you can.
1: As much as I could. Mm. Oh, it, used to, it used to send me to distraction. So it was all of those experiences that really pushed me mm. to, to develop the,
0: the, the products Yeah, let's talk about SIC for a little while. I think it's really helpful because we've talked about, obviously, an issue that a lot of women listening right now would have experienced. You came up with a solution and it's been around for a long time. So you've got Mm -hmm. the science background, you've got the testing, the research. Tell me, I know that there's four main products, but which one would be best suited to anyone listening right now who has experienced either of those terrible, horrible things that you've just explained? The pregnancy product.
1: So the pregnancy product was designed for pelvic girdle pain, low back pain, vulva varices, and swelling or varicose veins of your leg. The the pregnancy product comes in two styles. It comes in an under the bump style for women who don't want something over their tummy, or it comes in an over the over the bump style. Now the top of the garment is really soft. It grows and stretches with you. So as you grow, you grow into this sort of uh, soft material. I love that.
0: Yeah. You know, here's a little secret for you. So many women who I speak to privately, when we are living with prolapse, quite often we are no longer able to wear pants at all. Mm -hmm. So it's skirts and dresses and that's it, to have comfort. But when you do Really, just want to wear pants, or you need to wear pants? We're still wearing maternity pants for that exact reason, because as the day goes and your tummy expands and bloats out with the prolabs, uh, it, it expands with you. So yeah. you know, it's we're still wearing them even though there's no more babies coming. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. But specifically, I know you and I connected in particular because I was interested in your recovery shorts that are talking about women with prolapse. Let's talk about those ones next because I think most of our audience here really want to know about prolapse support. Okay. So before we jump to the
1: the specific garment for prolapse, the recovery short was designed for after delivery to help bring your abdominal muscles back together and help heal any perineal wounds if you've had a a vaginal delivery Okay, uh, with an episiotomy, stitches, tears, and or a cesarean wound, because applying compression to a wound improves healing and it improves mobility as well. Mm -hmm. Going on to the prolapse, stress urinary incontinence and prolapse garment, that's called the SRC Restore. Yes, apologies.
0: I think I I just called them the wrong name, but I meant to say Restore. (laughs) (laughs) So So new to me. It's SRC Restore, and it
1: was... I guess it's an, almost a little combination of some of the pregnancy and the re, and the recovery because mm-hmm. the gusset piece has got three layers. Now, in all our garments, the the paneling is really quite technical because in the restore garment, you've got three layers in the gusset piece. Okay. Now, each layer of fabric in there, you've got two layers of an open hole mesh and you've okay. got one layer of the shell fabric or outer fabric. Now... Each of those layers is cut on a different plane, so they're all cut oh, differently. So
0: crossing over, they're for all the, crossed. For those who are oh, watching, I'm actually doing it with my hands. That makes mm-hmm. sense. So it's like it's a really supportive web, kind of yes. like our collagen and fascia should be. Yeah, had exactly. we not had damage. Okay, exactly. yes, exactly.
1: And the reason we have gone to that extra trouble, which is, as you can imagine, in a factory setting, it's it takes three times as long okay. to do this, because that fabric has to be cut in three different ways. And then mm-hmm. each layer has to, each of the three layers have to be put together. And yes. then those three layers are sewn to another three layers. So you can imagine the complexity to make this thing. It's mm-hmm. it's just not even remotely funny. So that's why we have specialist <laughs> factories that, that, that construct these garments yeah of course when you just when you look at the garment, you don't see the technology
0: or the science in it that's why i love that you've explained it literally because you've designed it from conception now to proof of concept and then helping women i know personally we've had women in our brave mother community who have recommended them to me over the years and especially in the last six months, which is why I think, oh, it's time to connect with SRC, <laughs> you know. And yes, I am currently trying them, but it's only been a couple of days. So it's probably really too early for me to say anything just yet. I think our community know that I say what I mean and I mean what I say. And so I'd love to be able to come back if you're okay with this yes, and connect again and give you that feedback. But I want to know, How long would you think for someone like me who has pelvic organ prolapse to try these products? Like what time frame? Because I always give things 21 days, 21 days to start a habit, 21 days to da-da-da. But in particular, what would you recommend?
1: A lot of women with – let me go back. In the studies that we did, we did one study that was – for stress urinary incontinence, and the other one was for first and second degree prolapse. Okay. And the results were, they were just mesmerizing, really. Uh, their quality of life improved significantly.
0: In a their really positive way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Their incontinence decreased, so their stress urinary incontinence decreased, so their quality of life increased. Of the, the feeling of pressure and of everything falling out, secondary to prolapse, that pressure was alleviated so their quality of life was improved yeah it happened within a week for some women okay for others it happened you know two three weeks down the track
0: okay would this be something that you would wear all day or is it a certain just during exercise or just during something and can you sorry I'll I get let you answer that one first and then I've got the next question
1: <laughs> we would like you to wear it all the time even to
0: bed Oh, that was my next question. And do you wear them to bed as well? Okay. Wear them
1: to bed. And the reason, the reason we advocate wearing all our products to bed is because they're working while you're sleeping. So what this product is doing for you is when you put the Restore on and you pull it right up, because, you, because the gossip piece has to be closely in contact with your perineum. Yes. Otherwise it can't function because it's the compression to the perineum that provides that proprioceptive feedback loop to the pelvic floor muscle to be active.
0: Yes, and I get that. And that's what
1: stabilizes or helps to stabilize your bladder, your uterus, okay, your bowel. Sure. And that's why women feel their incontinence is decreased. Okay. And the, the symptoms of prolapse with respect to pain and pressure are significantly decreased.
0: I think everyone with prolapse pain needs something to look forward to or something to feel like they have an option. And yes. now it makes sense to me why you sell them in a two pack because or in a single pack, but the two pack would be if you're wearing one during the day, the next day you might need to similar to period underpants just wash them out let them air and then you have the other pair so you can alternate that makes a lot of sense definitely exactly Ex-
1: exactly yeah.
0: and so and they go yeah. over your underpants right so they're they meant go to over be- your underwear okay but then under your clothes yep yeah, that makes yeah. sense to me okay i think i myself couple of days in and really excited to give these a go what about for women with avulsions which is I feel like we're a different kettle of fish to women with prolapse because it's generally stage three and four prolapse mm-hmm. uh, have you had I mean I know the research hasn't been done there yet but have you had feedback from any we've women had else? we didn't think that the product would work for stage three for
1: women okay. yeah. but we've had women in the prolapse community who who are in those stages and if, and the product has been very very successful for them but there is no clinical research because we haven't we have we didn't include those women in our research okay. but we have had some incredible feedback and if anyone wants to go jump on the website and look at the reviews for Restore you can pull okay. them up and there are a lot of women there that will talk about their degree of prolapse.
0: Yeah, sure. And you'll see that
1: some women are, you know, stage three, four.
0: And I think what we'll do too, I might reach out to the women in our Brave Mama community and say, would you, if you've already purchased them and tried them, are you happy to share your feedback anonymously if they wish, just so that we can just be able to get that balance of being able to make the decision to try something for yourself I think I said to you the other day, I will leave no stone unturned to find something to even just relieve a bit of pressure sometimes. Like I'm not looking for a miracle fix. I'm not looking, thinking it's going to stitch it all back up and reverse it. But I also think it's, everyone has to make a decision to say, I am not comfortable living like this. And this is what I'm going to do about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that we also have, you know, that I'm going to say stigma of being a very vulnerable community. We're talking about a very vulnerable topic. However, I don't believe anymore that we have to think of ourselves as only vulnerable. We can be vulnerable, but we can also be empowered. And I think SRC and your, even your tagline, everything that you are standing for is about empowering women Mm -hmm. to feel the best they possibly can.
1: No, undoubtedly. And the other thing I'd like to, there are a couple of things I'd like to add. Sure, go Um, ahead. We have a 100% money back guarantee because you know what? (laughs) We know that not everything out there is going to work for every woman. We're all different. We're all made up differently. We're all different shapes and sizes. So we want people to try the product Mm. But we want them to be secure in the knowledge that if for whatever reason they don't like it, they can return it okay. and they will get their money back. I love that. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know. That is Most such a safe don't way. Most avail of that. Mm. Uh, I mean, we have a, a really generous exchange policy as well. If you get the wrong size, they go on the website, they go to the returns, exchanges, refunds page, Yep. There's a list of instructions there of what to do. We send them a label at our cost. So oh. we pay their
0: postage.
1: In a, That's in Australia. So they can return it free of charge mm-hmm. to us.
0: And get a and different one. we will
1: then send them out the size or whatever they want to swap it for. Yes. The same day that we receive it.
0: Okay. Because they're
1: all done in the morning when the post yep. arrives all the exchanges refunds whatever they're all processed in the morning and you, whatever you want to exchange
0: goes out that same day what a service i actually want to ask you a question on that because the ones that were sent to me i measured like so i followed the instructions and i measured around my hips and i chose the size 10 like the women's clothing 10 i feel like i want to ask you should they be more firmer than just Comfortable. I know the gusset has to touch the vulva area and have that in the right spot, but should it also feel firm?
1: It should feel supportive without being restrictive. If that makes sense.
0: Okay. Yep. I think maybe I have a big size potentially because there's a, there's some gaps. No, I... you shouldn't have any gaps. Okay. Okay. And
1: Stephanie, what size um, jeans do you take right now?
0: But I'm normally a size twelve. <laughs> Like ten to twelve, which is why I thought, ooh, 10 felt like it was on. It was already going to be on the smaller side, but I don't know if a smaller size is actually going to be too small or too tight. You know, like that Goldilocks of yeah. It, it's hard to tell. But the fact so that did, did you get a small? Uh, I believe so. Whatever was in line with the ten, but you yeah, know, you've got the a, size chart. That's that's a uh, that's a small. Mm. Um,
1: yeah, we we might need to catch up, you and I. Sure, um, let's
0: do that. We need, do that. and then
1: I will do your measurement, and and uh, then uh, we can fit you because there shouldn't be any there shouldn't be any gaps. Okay, at all. Okay, all right. Um, well, let's do that. Sit, it should sit snugly, but you
0: shouldn't really know it's there. But it's supposed to be supportive. But like I said, it's only been a couple of days and I've only had them on for a short period of time, but I've absolutely loved this conversation because I myself have taken in, I need to wear them all day and at night time, mm-hmm. and keep them on. So I'm going to try that first, but I'd love for you to come back in, let's say three weeks time and let's have this conversation again so that we can share what we had found from my experience in, in a way that's just my experience. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like, I, I mean, I've even gone to the point of wearing a, an external pessary from Japan, for goodness sake. And, mm-hmm. and when that didn't work, I didn't talk about it like, oh yeah, people should or shouldn't go and try it because it could work for someone else. That's but right. It, just because it wasn't for me, it doesn't mean it won't work for someone else. So, you know.
1: And that's exactly why we have the 100% money back guarantee because we're all different and, you know something might work for 95% of people, but yeah. there'll be a, a small percentage that it may not. That's and I'm, I'm very hopeful that you're going to get some some relief yeah. by wearing this, but we have to work out where,
0: where your sizing's at. It sounds like that's a really important element to be able to get that right. Oh, if if yes. anyone's listening right now and they... Are like me, they looked at the website and they kind of did the measurements themselves. Is there someone at SRC that can also support them to pick yes. the first size, but then they can exchange it. So I love that. I think we will wrap things up there. I can't thank you enough for coming on. I've taken so much away that I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, that's really great. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks so- for sharing your personal journey, because I do oh. think women who disrupt this pelvic health, it's coming from a really hard place. So thanks for being brave and sharing today. No, it's a pleasure. If,
1: you know, even if we help one person by by doing this, then then it's been a success.
0: Bravo to us! Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you
0: so much. Thanks Thank for having you. me. I don't know about you, but when I see anyone who takes such an adversity and things that happen to them to turn it into something so positive, is truly inspiring. Now, I know that Sinead obviously had some great help from her sister who was a fashion designer, so there's lots of things that made it easier for her. But still, to take something from conception, to go through all the research, all the marketing, all the testing and trying, and then take it to market for women to try is just phenomenal and I know at the beginning of this episode I did mention that I'm personally trying SRC shorts myself the restore for pelvic organ prolapse as you heard Sinead and I are going to be talking about maybe trying a different size when I have that information I will definitely share it here now coming up for the rest of April you're going to be hearing more conversations around cesarean section birth and recovery and how we can be doing better in this space so until next time bye for now. Chances are if you can still hear my voice, you are a dedicated podcast listener, and I would like to bet that maybe one day you'd like to start your own podcast too. Today's episode was brought to us by our podcast partner at Podbean. They are home to over 600,000 podcasts, and Podbean is your one-stop shop for everything that you need to start your own podcast. So whether you're in a studio just like me, Or you're on the go, the Podbean tools allow you to record, upload and promote your podcast in a matter of minutes. You can download the free Podbean app and get started today. And if you use the code BRAVEMUM30, you can also get your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. So why not give it a go?